0: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. It's raining outside and, uh, well, actually I'll tell a lie. The sun just came out but it's been raining outside so I'm in here indoors doing this uh, podcast for you today. Uh, it's really uh, surprising how uh, difficult it is to remain confident. The cage that we live in uh, rattles and we lose our confidence. And I want to talk about this topic a little bit today because I think many of my clients, I would say more than 60% of my clients are management consulting, come out of the management consulting industry. They are leaders in thought, technology, intelligence in the world. They use their competitive advantage in life is what they know and how they apply what they know. It's very uh, much uh, purest um, environment in the, in the business world. It's a privileged position. And yet many of those people that I coach and I talk to and I meet throughout the world are, are what is defined as a management consultant is, a, as, is as an insecure overachiever. So let's talk about this. Do those two things have to go hand in hand absolutely not however think about this if you're a people pleaser if that becomes the norm if that's the thing that you most aspire to achieve people pleasing how long is the time frame of your life well I guess I can help you answer it because I know the answer. The answer is very short because it's the next person in the queue that you have to please. A people pleaser doesn't just uh, exclusively please one or two. It is a, a bit of a habit. Now, think about it from this point of view. If I... Uh, I'm focused, uh, not on purpose, not on vision, not on anything else. But I'm focused on people pleasing in order to satisfy my career, bringing income, uh, uh, raise uh, my family. If I if I must people please in order to do that, then my time frame is very short. And when a time frame shortens, we're insecure because there is no momentum into the future. There is no projection into the future what there is is an extraordinary vulnerability to speed bumps that can occur in the next five minutes we call it the sneeze factor so if if you're in a position and someone can sneeze and affect your future you have no foundation for security and this loss of uh, foundation for security attacks our self-confidence take a corporate environment as a good example when there's 360 degree feedback, basically the company is saying, become a people pleaser. If you don't please me, both uh, not necessarily by getting your job done, but please me in the way you get it done, I'm gonna score you low. So the people pleasing paradigm and therefore the short term thinking paradigm, which breeds insecurity and lack of confidence has been stitched into the fabric of all corporate cultures over the last 20 years. We've gone from management by objectives, which is a numerical outcome of the performance of an individual in their work, Uh, 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 travel 50 kilometres, sell 40 brooms, reduce the cost by 16%. Management by objectives was never soft It was clear and it was mandated, and I would manage you by the degree to which you achieved your objectives. The process was for me, your leader, your boss, to make sure that you were within the framework. And instead of doing that now, what we've become is lazy. We've said, I'm going to measure you by process and in some ways uh, still hold you accountable to outcomes. This ha- is a low consciousness proposition. And the problem with it is, is many, many fold. The benefits are easy because to, to state because it takes the anxiety and stress and worry out of a leader and throws it back into the individual's hand. I'm just going to measure, measure you on how much I like you. Therefore, therefore, I don't have to worry so much about you. You have to please me. The problem with this is, is that we be, when we put our hand in a bucket of mud, we pull it out. Some of it sticks. And when we work and operate in our lives by being a people pleaser, we do it at home as well. We try to please our spouse, and everything we do is to please them. We therefore build up incredible internal tension. Our internal tension between what we would love to do and people pleasing that internal tension is cancerous. And I mean cancerous in the literal terms. It's cancerous to the heart. It's cancerous to the soul. It's cancerous to the body. And it's cancerous to our to our inspiration or the love of life. Because we end up doing something that we're not maybe not so good at, but earns us an income. We do something that's safe uh, in order not to... In order to be to, to easily be able to please people, when people pleasing becomes gets stuck onto us through the companies we've worked for or through the families we've grown up in, when people pleasing becomes our core paradigm, we become by nature insecure. Now that insecurity or lack of confidence has not, in any sense or another, become. Uh, is not a part of our character or our DNA or our true nature. What it is, is a habit that we've developed by sticking our hand in a bucket of mud, pulling it out. It's got someone and we've taken it everywhere and it's become the paradigm through which we function. People pleasing is a beautiful thing because it makes other people happy. We go, I lived my whole life by making my partner happy. I was miserable. I shut up. I chewed my tongue off. I uh, didn't do what I love, but I tried to make them happy. There is nothing wrong with this except for the fact of this pleasing other people is impossible because people are 50 50 pleased and not pleased. So if you're trying to, if you become a people pleaser and that person becomes dependent on you to be pleased, then very soon they adapt and then they find something not to be pleased about in order to cause you to modify your behaviour to please them even more. So the adaptive nature of the human condition make people pleasing an impossible process. The alternative, of course, is the longer term. When we say, I work in this job, on the way uh, and I'm not, I have insecurities about whether I'm liked or disliked at work, but I know for a fact I'm on my way to this horizon, this destiny. And confidence and security can only come from a longer term viewpoint. Now, this longer term will have a competitive backlash against the shorter term, the company, your spouse, the kids, your family, your, your um, extended family, might measure you on how much you please them, how much you do what they say, how much you make them happy. And therefore, sometimes it's hard to escape the insecurity and lack of confidence we get from the short term. And therefore, we shouldn't weigh that down. We, we, we shouldn't burden the short term with the responsibility for our confidence and our security. We need to burden the long term with it. So, if I say, as an example, when I'm 90 years old, sitting on the veranda of my little uh, hacienda in the forest, writing books, looking at the sun uh, rise in the morning, uh, probably. Uh, half drunk on a beautiful bottle of scotch from sitting out there all night watching the stars. I will smile at the animals walking around and I will smile at the sunrise and all will be well. I know that can happen. I know that there will be speed bumps and roadblocks and bits and pieces along the way. I know I can't predict I certainly know it will never happen if I spend my life pleasing people uh, in the short term. So at least by having some image of the future that I'm constructing and eliminating other human beings from it. Now, it doesn't mean to say that you have to become single or live in a cave or be by yourself or I will be in that hacienda by myself. All I know is, I can't guarantee anything else about me sitting on that veranda. And if I look to my left uh, on that veranda, there is a a partner and there are people nearby that I care about, but I don't have to please them. So when we do start talking long term, we have to be very, very soul driven, very individualized in order to gain the confidence that's being stolen by lower consciousness systems. Now, let's just talk about the systems. Systems are created to control. They're fear based. All systems are fear based. All laws, all governance is fear based. Fear. So we we need to be respectful of the governances. Otherwise, if you're in a business and you make everybody pissed off and they are measuring you by 360 degree feedback, you are not going to get a good uh, result at the end of the year. However, you need to also recognise that those systems are fraudulent and you can play the game. You can play the game without beating yourself up and say, I make other people happy only because that's how they measure me. And so I'm playing the game. Then the internal anger or the the internal conflict that occurs between what we really want to do and what we do do diminishes somewhat and then if we can keep a focus a little bit more on the long term and say well you know i move here and i move there and i please this person and i don't please that person if you could say i will please and displease people through the course of my life and i will do neither with intent um i will do the work I'm going to do and a little bit manage ourselves by objectives. MBO, management by objectives, many, many books written on it. And I really do believe at a self-leadership point, it's much wiser to manage yourself by objectives than it is to manage yourself by subjectives such as likeable and dislikeable. So we can take this appetite to please people, this uh, people-pleaser thing, And just flip it inside and say, I don't want to become a me pleaser. Because when I become a me pleaser, I become dependent on my feelings about myself in order to feel confident with myself. I will manage myself by my objectives. My objectives are my stories in the very long term that keep me confident that no matter what happens, I will arrive at a place that I think is really quite priceless. For me, that place is to leave an immortal impact on this earth, is to do something while I'm alive that remains after I'm not alive in this body. And so I create this hacienda um, idea of sitting on a balcony, watching the stars go past, drinking a bottle of scotch. But I do it there, not as a non-commercial place, but that's my office. And that's where the work that I've done and the foundations that I've built and the interventions that I've created in indigenous communities and what have you are doing their thing, and I'm still there available, um, not so much as a traveling um, uh, circus show, but more as a static one and able to engage and honor the, the work as I'm ready to let it pass on into its foundations and move forward. So, creating a strong foundation for your life is really important, the, f- the fundamentals, the foundations. One of the foundations that you need to create for yourself in your life is self-confidence, is a sense of uh, security, self-security. If you create it with money, people can pull it out from under you. So it, it, I don't think what we're talking about here is building a foundation of our lives on, on wealth, although I really understand That is a great foundation for some aspects of our life. I think the foundation we're talking about here is not being a people pleaser, not being a self pleaser, because those create incredible um, insecurity. I think what we're talking about doing here is just holding a confidence that we are building towards something very much beyond the people around us that our soul, our heart really wants us to go to and hold that soul space as our measure of our confidence and then play the game with the lower consciousness, whatever organisation you work for and let them think that you're pleasing everybody. This is Chris. I hope this has made some sense. I usually don't stray into this territory on a podcast, but you know what? I think it was really worthwhile doing. Have a great day. Bye for now.